Welcome to the Unscripted Podcast. My name is Corby LaCroix, and the song you're hearing right now is called Great and Mighty One. It's available on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your music. And now, recording from the Unscripted Studio at the Junction in Old Hilliard, here's Aaron Conrad with today's guest. Great Redeemer, God of grace. All right, everybody, welcome to the Unscripted Podcast, and we, we have to run quickly today. We have a very small window, but I'm very blessed to have Lily Meshi today. Hopefully I said your last name correct. Uh, yes, you but, did. <laughs> Awesome. She is the director of partner relations with Iran Alive Ministries. And I'm just going to go ahead and let you introduce yourself because I don't want to mess anything in your body. Sure. Sure. No problem. Thank you so much, Aaron, for having me on your show. I appreciate you taking the time to speak with me. Um, I basically um, was born and raised in Iran and um, I, I was uh, born into a um, Muslim family. So um, I didn't really know anything other than the, the, the God that was introduced to me uh, through my family and in schools and, and in Iran. And so I didn't know there was anything other than that existed. Um, growing up, I always really was seeking to have that connection with God and I didn't know how to. And so um, when I was 16, my um, parents in, in their you know, in an effort to really get away from their bankrupt business, uh, decided that they wanted to move us from Iran to Germany, where my mom's side of the family lived at the time. And um, so um, we packed up, we sold everything. Um, Dad moved to the U.S., mom stayed in Iran, um, um, moved us to Germany for a while, stayed with us, and then moved back to Iran. And so we kind of got scattered abroad um, from early on. And my two sisters and I had to really learn a new language, um, adopt to um, a new country. It was... um, it was an absolute culture shock for us to just get into a different country. You start going to school, being that, you know, um, that kid that didn't know any German in, in school, being a teenager, you know, I, you know how teenagers are. Um, you know, you, you're trying to really fit in as is, let alone be in a different country with different, you know, different um expectations and different culture and all that. So it really, um, it hit me hard as a teenager, um, just dealing with a lot of inferiority complex, so to speak, and just always, um, I I felt that I was deemed as uh, that, you know, that foreigner kid that speaks with a heavy accent type of thing. And so it, it really um, caused a lot of, a lot of insecurities in me. And so, just when we had adopted to the new environment, had just started to, you know, making friends and learn the new language and things like that, my dad contacted um, all of us and said, hey, I started this new business venture here in, in the U.S. Um, I'm in Austin, Texas. Um, now, he had already moved to to the U.S. six months prior. Um, and so he had... Um, he had started a new business uh, venture with another guy um, that um, was um, was helping him launch his business and also his own 
uh, brother, who, who, who was my uncle, who had been in the U.S. for 30 years or so. So he basically asked us to all move to the U.S. We're like, we just got adopted here. You know, we just learned a new language. Now we need to learn a whole new language and adopt to a whole different country and all that. He was like, yeah, and the opportunities are a lot better here. You know, I want you, I want to reunite my family and, and mm-hmm. I need your help at the business and things like that. So, um, Long story short, you know, one by one, it took us all about two years to get the, you know, proper visas to be able to really um, enter the U.S. But we finally got it. I was the first one to to enter the U.S. But um, about, um, I would say, five to six months before we, I moved to the U.S., my, one, one time I was talking to my dad and he um he was just telling me all about this new restaurant that he's about to visit uh, to open up and the concept and things like that and this guy that um was the franchisor of this business he happened to be a persian guy and he um had been in the us for um a lot longer than my dad and so he was semi successful and all that and all of a sudden my dad um kind of shifted gears and said hey, I was, um, you know, he really would like to talk to you. Um, he, he wants to get to know you. And I'm like, wait, dad, you're talking about your partners? How old is this guy? Yeah. He was like, so I, that was my first question. I was 18 at, at the time. And he was like, yeah, he's older. He, he's about 12 years older than you, but he's a really nice guy. He's been helping me a lot and things like that. Now, my dad had no bad intentions here. He thought that he was doing me a favor, introducing me to this really, really seemingly nice guy, semi-successful, who had shown interest in me to my dad. And so he thought that he was doing me a favor. I'm At least that's what I'm thinking. But then I now know that it was almost like a you know, like an arranged marriage for me. Because when I when I came to the US, it was as if a promise was already, a, a marriage was already promised, you know? Mm-hmm. It was just, you know, things just were very different in, in my experience. You know, when I came to the US, he was always, you know, right alongside me, um, thinking that, oh yeah, we're gonna get married within the next few months or so. And I'm like, I haven't, I'm only 19, you know? Mm-hmm. I haven't even entered the US, I need to, figure things out. So anyways, life just turned very, very sour very quickly as soon as I came to the US because he had um, enormous amount of um, jealousy and insecurities of his own and superstitions. He was dealing with, you know, great amount of superstitions and all that. And and I was, um, I was young and dumb, so to speak, and I had no idea what was going around me, but I just knew that I was very, down and depressed. I was just so, I was down about this whole situation. And so um, it came to the US, um, got married to this guy about three months after. And then, um, you know, three months into our marriage, my uncle, my dad, um, and the man that I was married to at the time, um, got into this really, really bad Um, business disagreements like they just they started suing each other they counter you know one suit my family sued him he's counter sued them and here I was caught in the middle like I was like wait 
This guy was introduced to me by you. Now yeah. you're suing him. Right. Now he's suing it. Like I was, it, I was just wrapped in grief. I'm like, who am I? Who am I supposed to protect here? My own yeah. family or my husband? I just, I had no idea. So I was at the lowest point of my life. Um, one day, um, my mom contacted me. She said, "Lily, I really miss you. We've been scattered around." the world for so long now that we all are in one country i really want to see you i was like mom this is against the lawyer's advice i cannot see you i cannot be near you i cannot do anything like i, I want to see you but i can't she was like some of our friends are visiting us from oklahoma do you mind just coming over for a few minutes um so anyways um she started breaking down and all that and i i i went there now at this point i want you to know that i am so depressed and numb to myself that i don't even hear anything i'm like a dead person walking mm -hmm. so um so walked in there as soon as i walked into my parents house th there was a wave of joy that just hit me so hard and i had no idea where that came from because i had never experienced it before i i heard my parents laugh in the kitchen and their friends were just talking and you know just there was this sense of joy there and then so i went in there um sat down they were just watching jesus's life stories movie and they had brought with them bibles and movies uh, about jesus story and you know all kinds of different things to really share the gospel with us and so i sat down i watched the movie all the way to the end and I got up to leave. One of the girls there said, hey, Lily, do you mind? I know you have to get going, but do you mind if we read um, a part of the scripture with you together? I mean, together. I was like, I had no idea what she was talking about. Yeah. I just wanted to be respectful. I was like, absolutely, yes. What What, what is it you want to show me? So she literally said nothing after that movie. She opened up the word of God to John 1, 1. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. And then John 1, 14, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. She finished reading these two verses, literally these two verses. Tears started rolling down my cheeks. I could not uncontrollably, I was crying. And I had no idea what happened in that moment. Now I know that it was the Holy Spirit encounter, but back then I had no idea. And I had no idea what I was saying at that moment. I said, literally, I, at this point, I want you to know all I knew about Jesus was that he was one of the greatest prophets and um, he had done a lot of miracles. I had no idea about his deity. I had no idea about who he was, why he had come to the earth for none of that. No knowledge at all. And I said, um, her name was Gila. Gila was her, the, the name of the girl that um, shared this with me. And I said, I said, um, Jesus is my Lord and savior. And I'm crying at this point. And I had no idea that I had to believe in him um in my heart and speak and declare that by my mouth but i did say it and so i was overjoyed at that moment like that the entire depression in a in a matter of moments turned into such joy unexplainable like i, I had no idea what happened to me and so the next day i mean life was as it was nothing had changed except something inside me had changed and so i knew that i wanted to learn more and more about jesus so i started going to church 
and I was really searching for Bible studies and things like that. And um, my parents um, got the satellite TV. It was a dish that because they always wanted to stay connected to Iran and the channels and, um, you know, televisions and all that. So they got the satellite TV and we were flipping through the channels. We came across um, Iran Alive Ministries Network, which is Dr. Shariat is the founder of this channel. And so he was talking about in Farsi, he was he was sharing the gospel. He was articulating all the teachings and everything about Jesus in such way that was just so understanding. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, we were going to an American church, but it was I, the connection was missing because it wasn't in our native language. And so um, I just connected with them. I was like, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe that there are other Iranian Christians that speak the same language with me and, and all that. So we got connected with them. And um, 20 years later, he had moved his studio to to Dallas, Texas by, you know, different, you know, series of episodes. I also ended up here in Dallas, Texas. So I started volunteering at his ministry. And then um, January of this year, I had the privilege to be able to work alongside with him and ministering to Iranians um, as, as the director of partners relations. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that was in a nutshell. I know it was, it was a long version, but it was still the short version. If that was an elevator speech, we just took it to like the 90th floor. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I, that was awesome. Uh, there's so much there. And I know our time is so limited today. Yes. Uh, as a dad of daughters, uh, gosh, there's a whole segment there I would love to do. Yes. Um, sure. There's a segment about Iran and understanding what you were in and then Germany. And yes. gosh, there's so many questions. So I'll try to try to, to get to the really the ones that maybe people would want to hear most. But sure. first of all, how hard was it? Uh, I'm just going to shoot off the cuff. Welcome to Unscripted. Sure. Um, what, how hard was it? Um, I, I know my family, you know, my daughter might be at camp. My son was away at the weekend, you know, with some friends at a beach house. I don't like us not being together. How hard yeah. was it to not be together as a family? It was very difficult, especially for us. Um, it was the five of us. Um, I have two sisters, my mom and dad, we were, we were extremely close when we were in Iran. And all of a sudden, um, I was 16. My younger sister was 14. My older sister was um, about seven years older at the time. I think she was like 25 or so, but um, it was very difficult. Like we felt homesick. We missed our mom and dad. We were just, you know, left on our own in a way in a different country. And granted, my, my, mom's side of the family, my cousins, they were all there too, but still not having our parents around was very difficult. I can only imagine. So, yes. and I'm not rushing to the next question, but I know our, our time's limited. Sure. Uh, and I want to make sure we get plenty in for you um, because I want the audience to know you. The um, how, how difficult is it now um, so, well, first of all, are, are, is the marriage is that, is the marriage and the business thing is that all done? So you you're in a good place now. Everything's absolutely yes. Okay, I can tell you confidently that um, the Lord set me free uh, from the darkness that I was in, and right. He set all of us free through you know chains of different events. Um, as we leaned more and more into knowing him and into his presence and all that, he set us free from all the generational curses, the deceptions, 
everything that was um, interweaved and, and intertwined in our nature. He set us free from, I, I got set free from the marriage. My mom and dad sold the business, have nothing to do with that. There's no ties with the past anymore. Awesome. And the family's together again? Yes, we are. Oh, I have really, one more thing, Aaron. Yes. I know you have something to say, but I, I think it's interesting because I counted as such a blessing because when I came to faith, my parents came to faith two weeks after I did. Then my younger sister did. Recently, my older sister also came to faith. And oh. so all of us are kind of have been growing together spiritually except my older sister because she had her own set of issues but um it's been such a blessing not having to deal with the rejection from the family change of faith change of religions things like that and we all just you know we're, we're adoring the the lord's presence and hand upon all of our lives i mean it's just it was a miracle that um, in in and of itself for all of us to come to faith at the same time. And they're all in the U.S. now. They're all in the U.S. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. All, all that That's awesome. All of it's awesome. Yes. You know, so much I, you were talking and so much of it, you know, we, we are privileged in the United States and we forget that um, because we, we're born into a zip code or an area code and we're very fortunate and I don't think we have a clue. And I think we're seeing a lot of it on the TV, which if we get a chance, I, I know we're running out of time. If we get a chance, I would love to just get your, your feedback on what's sure. happening right now. Um, and actually, so let me ask you this, because before we get off, I wanna make sure that that I share any resources that that we need to promote for you. So what, sure. what ways can this audience become more aware of a lot of the things that you've talked about? Of course. So at Irana Live Ministries, um, we broadcast 24-7 um, Christian contents, gospel messages, um, teachings about the word of God, the fundamentals um, of Christianity and things like that um, to Iran, Afghanistan, a lot of the regions in the Middle East that are Farsi speaking. And so um, if, if your audience would like to get more information from what we do in the ministry, or want to partner with us in terms of if they have any teachings that they want to send to the Middle East, we dub, subtitle them, we send them to the Middle East for them to get the variety of different Christian contents. They can um, they can go on, on our website, check out our website at www.iranaliveministries.org or they can also text um, Iran, I-R-A-N, to the number 50700. We okay. send them testimonies, updates about the ministries, things like that. Awesome, and I will have all those resources in this post uh, across the socials as well, so so everybody has that. The last question, I know uh, you we're right up against it because you have another call and you were so gracious to come on today. I'm, oh, I'm so honored. Please, no problem. It is my pleasure to be here. And you have an open invitation. Come back and we'll come back longer next time. Because we of have course. Time. But all right. So the last <laughs> thing I want to ask you is, is what you're seeing happening right now on TV. Um, I know it's not the same place, but but and I think you just said that you all do broadcast into Afghanistan. Yeah, we do. Um, yes. Is that still up now? Will that be taken down? What's your take right now on what's happening in that in that area? You know, um, my take on um, Taliban just, you know, invading this country right after 
um, the order that was sent to to get the U.S. Army out, out of um, out of there, you know, by the end of August. Um, it's nothing short of um, just the the power of darkness and principalities and demonic forces oh. are just invading that country. It is a spiritual battle to me, um, in my opinion. And um, what we need to do is we just need to lift up um, Pakistani people and just um, for and really any battles, any wars that we face, um, they're n not a surprise to the Lord. Right. And we know that we have the victory even before it, it it begins. We just need to pray and be steadfast about it. Islam is 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 a um, religion. Uh, it's a man-made religion of deception. Right. And all it is about is power and control. And, and that's exactly what Taliban is doing. Uh, they're just wanting to, you know, gain back the control they used to have in that country and be able to dictate to um, to Pakistanis, um, you know, um, um, how to live life and what to do, what not. But what one thing we need to be cautious about is that once, if they do take over, and hopefully they won't, um, persecution on Christians, Pakistani Christians, are is going to be severely more than it was before. Yeah. And so we just need to lift up um, um, Pakistani people in prayers and join in prayers to really, um, for, for the Lord to have the intervention there to break up and remove the, 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 the devices there uh, from the enemy, because this is a spiritual battle in my opinion. Wow. And I know that's personal for you because you've been in, in the area and so much. Absolutely. We have no idea. Right. We just get what we get off of the news locally and we don't know really what's happening. But I, I feel like you really do have a good feeling for what's happening there. So I really appreciate that feedback. Absolutely. I know you got to go. I'm so thankful for your time. And I swear, please come back. I will. I, have, I will I definitely. So many more questions for you. Aaron, absolutely. I would love to be back here because I do want to paint the picture of, um, you know, as an Iranian woman, uh, woman yes. here in the U.S. who has come to faith and um, how my heart is really um, pressing me and really pushing me to minister to Iranian women, particularly the ones that are in, in Iran, because Iranian women are extremely oppressed um, and they don't even know it. Yes. Um, you know, living um, under so much pressure and oppression has become a part of life, a way of life, and they don't even know it. And so it is our job to paint a different picture of what a strong woman who has found um, her identity in Christ should look and feel like. And our our broadcast, our program, our teachings is all, you know, most, most of it is geared towards women to teach them the word of God, to help them find their identity in Christ and stand for him firmly. And so I would love to definitely be back and talk more on that. Please. Well, you are the example of what you just said. I think oh. you know, in the in the very brief moments that we've had, um, you are that example. And and so please do come back because I really want to unpack a lot more of that and Absolutely. learn more about that and help you you know share these resources. So of everything course. will be in the post. God bless you. God bless God everyone bless that's really you know. Let's pray for all those that are still in that oppression. And, yes. And um, yes. I'm just glad that you're you're whole and you're happy. Your family's together. Thank and, you. Uh, I know you got to jump on another call. Thank you so much, Lou. Thank you so much, Aaron, for allowing me to share my story. I appreciate your time. God bless your podcast.
This has been the latest episode of the Unscripted Podcast with your host, Aaron Conrad, from his studio at the Junction in Old Hilliard. Make sure to like, share, follow, and review on your favorite podcast platforms. We'll see you next time on Unscripted with Aaron Conrad.